You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the Zabecast, the meaningless popcorn farts of off-season NFL OTAs are being dutifully smelt and analyzed and reported upon by legions of NFL sports writers. I wonder, there must be a better way, right? A self-scouting deep dive has revealed my own Aikman-like jobs report. Can I iron it out to avoid being ridiculed myself? All that plus, put it right there on the kisser. Your 30 minutes Abe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, May 24, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Appreciate everybody listening. I have too much material tonight, so let's get right to it. It's just you and I. I am watching right now the Celtics and the Heat. Game four, Heat are starting to pull away in the third quarter. I'll keep you posted as the podcast goes on. Actually, I doubt that. We could be looking, by the way, at a quad sweep situation because last I checked, the Vegas Golden Knights were up 4 nothing on Dallas to go up three games to love there. Florida's already up three games to nothing against Carolina. We'll be totally dark uh, over the weekend. If this is the case, I think the Stanley Cup finals begin June 3rd, and that would be Saturday or Sunday. That'd be Saturday, I believe. June 3rd was the date. NBA finals don't begin until June 1st, no matter what happens uh, tonight with the Celtics and the Heat. So we'll be twiddling our thumbs for about a week, but I'm sure there'll be stuff to talk about. Like football, that doesn't really matter right now, but there are paid men reporting on it and paid women reporting on football. Little tiny nuances of just little practices, not even that, workouts and shorts and no helmets, maybe helmets. Jordan Love got in some little uh, limited work at Packers camp and the usual reporters are there to chronicle his first offseason Workout as QB1. And according to Rob Domofsky, after a slow start, Jordan Love was effective in the short red zone from the 10 in with three touchdowns. Overall, in the first open OTA and second of the week, he was 6 for 16. 
He had three tipped or batted down, one dropped, and one nearly picked off. We'll hear from him soon. Rob is just doing his job, and there are about six or seven or eight or maybe nine other men and women doing exactly the same thing. And I wonder, does it ever get to these guys? In fact, I might have to ask them next time I have uh, this summer training camp. I'll ask them over a beer or a bourbon. Does it kind of make you stop and go, what am I doing with my life. I know I like being a sports writer. I know I'm good at it. I know that this is part of the job. I know that this shit is irrelevant, but they keep saying, well, my, my assignment editor says there's a demand to know how Jordan Love do in this OTA. How'd he do? People want it. They'll eat it up. We know the metrics. We look at the clicks. We watch the page views. We got to report on it. You'd think they would all get together and go, look, none of this shit matters. It's not even real practice football, much less football, football. And we're all spending money to pay you and you and you and you and you and you to cover this shit. Let's just, let's pool it, have one person do it. And then the rest of us can go on a vacation until the start of training camp in late July. Wouldn't that be good? But for the record, this is the way the NFL works. Meanwhile, in New York or Jersey, Diana Diana, Diana Rossini reports on the Aaron Rodgers situation as they are still in a full honeymoon period there, spoke to multiple Jets players and coaches about the impact of Aaron Rodgers. One, the standard has been raised. Two, the little details are significant to Rogers three everyone is being held accountable in meetings and on the field shouldn't you have been doing that anyway everyone is being held uh, I said that already Rogers has a lot of say I hope so he's all in in all caps and trust is building well isn't that notable you don't say God, I love June football in the NFL. Mailbag time. You can always reach me at zabe at yahoo.com. I appreciate any and all feedback. This one from Mike Van Horn in Sydney, Ohio. Do we need a Zabe's jobs report? Question mark. You know, Zabe, teams self-scout themselves for a reason. It reveals tendencies and holes in their game. If the 1988 Oakland A's had done a better job of this, they would have realized that Dennis Eckersley threw three two-count backdoor sliders to left-handed hitters in an inordinately high percentage of at-bats. Dodger scout Mel Didier noted this in his report before the series. Kirk Gibson paid attention, and the rest is history. That said, you'll see what I just did there. I've done a bit of unintended scouting for Team Zabe. You are using the words that said to begin a significant and ever-increasing number of your sentences. Oh boy. It's become more and more noticeable over the last six months or so. Just today, for example, you sprinkled in three of these in a four or five minute stretch when discussing Michael Block's run at the PGA Championship. I too can simply not not hear it anymore. 
I have no desire to start the that said version of the Troy Aikman jobs report, just saying, but I will if I have to. P.S. A couple months ago, I wondered in an email to you if Josh took heat for pronouncing Brewers Brewers. Yes, that was me. Like most listeners, I'm not I'm not looking to be picky. It's just that I listen to your morning show and podcast daily. The constant flow of Zabe formation registers in our brains in funny ways. That said, writes Mike Van Horn, just a note from a big fan. Keep plugging away. Don't throw the backdoor slider on every 3-2 count. Thank you. You know what, Mike? You are 1,000% right. There are crutch phrases that we as broadcasters work hard, or at least the good ones do, work hard to overcome and to iron out of our delivery and our sort of style. Bad communicators, bad broadcasters, bad podcasters, and I've listened to more than a few, use all the crutches. And the worst two are like and you know. You know, like, and then we went out to dinner, you know, like, and then we had the chicken, like, and you know how sometimes you say, well, like that time we did, it's almost like you it's almost like, it's almost as if you should put up a sign on no, little three by five note cards, like, and you know, and that way visually you're reminded of say anything but those two words. I probably have been working in the, that said too much. I also get out of practice in doing these monologue style podcasts because I'm usually with a second guest this week because of a variety of reasons. I just haven't scheduled anybody. And I've kind of felt like, yeah, you know what? Let me handle a couple of these myself. If I can't handle my own podcast, for God's sakes, and make it interesting, then what are we even doing here? As the saying goes, but I always appreciate somebody who is paying close enough attention to be very nitpicky and to observe things and hear things go. Did you just say this? The Josh Burrs, uh, that's a dialect thing. That's a Milwaukee thing. That's a kid who grew up in West Dallas in the dirty, dirty Stalas, which I'm apparently not allowed to say because I'm not from West Dallas. Another email, this one from Jay Evans. Punters and kickers taken in the same draft. Zabe, I was listening to the May 4 edition of the Zabecast, and you and my favorite co-host, J-A-Y, missed the most famous punter-kicker combo selected by a single team in one draft ever. It was the Oakland Raiders in 2000. They took the Polish cannon Sebastian Janikowski in the first round, and they took Shane Leckler, punter, in the Sincerely, Jay Evans. Yes, that that's not optimal drafting. It just isn't. The difference in the best punter and the best kicker versus the worst or league average or, or replacement level punter or kicker from a statistical, actual, analytic standpoint is not enough. From an anecdotal standpoint, you think, oh, Justin Tucker is such a huge weapon. I really wish we had him. And don't we all? But it doesn't mean statistically you're really gaining that much on the rest of the league. This one from Jason Bailey. Regarding Jimmy Butler, Zabe, I too was yesterday years old when I learned about the Jimmy Butler story from you. And damn it, you now made me do some internet research. So thanks for that. 
I am the super casual NBA fan. I usually tune into games four through seven if they occur in the NBA finals. Well, game four does at least. Normally, I could not pick Butler out of the Osmond family photo. That's a Zabe original. After reading about Butler's story, I want to root, I want to root for him. Easier to root for a guy like that than the global icon, right? Is Butler worthy of a little fandom, or does he have some built-in jackassery that I should be weary or aware of? I don't think so. I think Jimmy Butler has a bit of an edge to him, but I wouldn't call it jackassery. He famously screamed in the tunnel once after beating Philadelphia, the team that traded him away, and you wanted to keep so-and-so instead of me, and the name of the player, because I'm now starting to choke on it, escapes me. I only have regurgitated and remembered tens and twenties of thousands of names and players throughout the years. And right now you're screaming at your radio as you listen to this podcast going, how does he not remember who the Sixers traded Jimmy Butler away for? Or at least kept instead of, they kept a player and said, we don't need Jimmy Butler anymore. We got somebody else. See, this is why the internet is both great and it's also the worst. Jimmy Butler mad about Sixers keeping other player. I guess that's the way to search for it. Mm, Yes, there you go. Jimmy Butler lets the Sixers know they picked the wrong player. Uh, long story. Got to read this. Come on here. Okay, hold on. Back to the results page. Should be somewhere in there. Should be some Tobias Harris. That's who it is. God darn it. I knew it. Knew that. Should have had that right away. I don't think there's any jackassery that I know of with Jimmy Butler. I just think he... He's got an edge. He talks a little bit of smack in the right appropriate ways. Has never in the media come off as a guy you'd roll your eyes at. And I'm unaware. But I may have forgotten. Like I forgot Tobias Harris. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is from uh, Alex Berenson from his newsletter, Unreported Truths, or his Substack, Unreported Truths. Alex Berenson was the most famous contrarian to the entire pandemic and was vilified for it, both in terms of what governments were doing in a frantic and misguided and never-before-done effort to contain the spread of the virus. It couldn't be contained and it wasn't contained. And then he was the first one on the whole, hey, I don't think these vaccines actually work. You know what I'm saying? He also has been reporting diligently on the danger profile, the risk profile of the vaccines for certain subgroups of people, especially men under age, I think, 25 teenage and young 20s men have a much higher risk of myocarditis and other heart problems with the vaccine. Well, this story from his substack is something else. Actually good news. It's good news after horrific news if you think about it. Yulia Hicks is a 14-year-old North Carolina girl who was denied a life-saving kidney transplant because she was unvaccinated. This wasn't two and a half years ago at the peak of vaccine mania. No, this was just recently. No, I'm sorry. We can't save your life. You have not had the vaccine. But I've already had COVID. Yeah, no, sorry. We can't. The transplant surgeons at Duke University Hospital told her parents that she could not stay on the transplant list if she did not have a COVID shot, even though she had already had the actual illness and survived easily, even with the need 
for a new kidney. She survived COVID easily. The story was picked up by news outlets, including Fox, led to a wave of publicity. More than 30 potential donors stepped forward. Fortunately, one was a match. Now another North Carolina hospital has stepped up and Yulia will receive her new kidney from a live donor tomorrow. Young Yulia came from the Ukraine to the U.S. in December of 2018. You'd think that being a Ukrainian, she would go to the front of the line. She was given up by her first two adoptive families before the family that adopted her took her in permanently. She suffers from senior Loken syndrome, a genetic condition that damages her kidneys and her eyes. But she remains optimistic, and her mother said she is hopeful in the wake of this transplant in an email. <laughs> how, how do surgeons, people of science, do this? And, and why, does, why does not at least one of them step forward and go, this is bonkers. This is the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing as doctors. What are we doing here? But they don't because they're all bought in, they're all bought off, and they're all afraid of losing their license. Let's change the subject to something more fun. Jeff Bezos is getting married again. Mazel, mazel. He's engaged to Lauren Sanchez after nearly five years together. And this after his split from his first wife, who got the biggest sum of money, I believe, in the history of divorces. That'd be Mackenzie Bezos. The two have been inseparable since the news broke that they were a couple following the separation of Bezos and his now former wife. And rumors have been swirling for months that the pair are set to be wed. How big does that ring have to be? Exactly. Does it have to be larger than one of her absolutely buxom and busting and bulbous and beautiful boobies? (laughs) May or may not be real. I doubt it. But still, Jeff Bezos. I'd like to see the prenup on that one. You do do have a, you got a prenup, right, Jeff? What? It's love? You you, you don't need a prenup. I'd get a prenup if I were you. Just saying. Dateline, the unfriendly skies. Airline passenger arrested after hitting employee with intercom phone on airplane. (laughs) Just grab it off the wall. Wham! Almost like a wrestling match where you can use any implement you grab. Chairs, the ring bell, you can pinfall anywhere in the arena. You go up into the concourse, out into the parking lot. I'll let you guess which airline this was. And I'm I'm not going to let you, you know, I'll, I'll give you three. What? Yeah, front, Frontier. Frontier. Uh, how'd you guess? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're aware of Frontier. Could have been Spirit. Could have been Spirit. But you guessed Frontier, and you were right. Carmelo Anthony has retired from the NBA after 19 seasons. Says his legacy is not basketball, but instead his son. 10-time All-Star, 6-time All-NBA selection. A great scoring forward slash guard, depending on where you played him. A guy who did not like to pass the ball. He retires as the number nine scorer in NBA league history. 
And for many, many years, many basketball purists would yell at me about how great Carmelo Anthony was. And I would always say, I don't know if I ever see him make anyone else good around him. For as great as he is, it just seems like he's great at scoring. He's great at being Carmelo Anthony. He's great at getting shots up and telling everyone else, I got this. Not a bad guy per se, although he was in that unfortunate video, Stop Snitching, when he was, I believe, in high school coming out of Baltimore. But he was always a guy that I said, eh, you can have him. I mean, good player, good score, you can have him. Defense, no. They did not play defense. Dayline Vegas, Tom Brady agrees to buy minority stake in the Raiders. The biggest indication that Brady is serious about remaining retired this time around arrived on Monday by that minority share of the Vegas Raiders going to Brady. He's agreed to and submitted to the NFL for approval. Albert Breer adds the transaction won't become official during the ongoing springtime league meetings, but said that the ball is rolling on it. He's a limited partner of the Raiders. Who knows how much of his own money he has in there. He also bought an ownership stake in the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA in March. Why would you invest in a WNBA team? The WNBA does not make money. It's bankrolled by the NBA. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, mentioned how the alleged plan last year was for Brady to become a limited partner with the Miami Dolphins en route to eventually playing quarterback for that organization. While Florio suggested that Brady will now only be able to return to playing to the playing field with the Raiders, if he wishes to unretire at any point, the franchise signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a three-year contract that could be up worth up to $72 million guaranteed in March. Uh, with, with I'm sorry, with $33 million guaranteed in March. So the Garoppolo deal could be worth up to $72 mil with $33 mil guaranteed. Uh, Brady has repeatedly declined to confirm this offseason. He's 100% committed to staying retired and is taking at least some at least one gap year away from the league before he come, becomes the lead analyst for Fox on a 10-year, $375 million deal that reports are now saying he may walk away from, which blows my mind. Will he have to give up his minority stake? Will he have to put it in a trust? How does that work? What's the paperwork? I don't know. All I know is he doesn't feel retired to me. And can you imagine being Garoppolo, who had to sit behind Brady all this time? Now he has to look up into the owner's suite and go, son of a bitch. Look at him. He's circling me like a like a vulture waiting for me to get hurt or start sucking. Shopping. Dateline shopping. Here's a consumer story to help you out. You ready? Quote. Ask yourself these three questions to avoid regretting a purchase. Well, wait a minute. I already regret the purchase. I just made it. I regret it. I'm now going to return it. <laughs> Things like, where will I store this thing? How will I clean this thing? What will I do with this thing when I'm done with it? No, those are all great questions. And if you answer them honestly, you're likely to go, okay, unclick, take out of cart, delete cookies, remove website from browser, never go on this site again. Dayline economics. Headline, inflation to remain high. 
for 2023. Well, no shit. I was told by the brightest minds running the country, now that, quote, the adults are back in charge, unquote, that the inflation that spiked right after the government pushed all this money out of the back of a C-130 onto Americans' heads going, here, it's free money, have it. The printing machine for money goes, I was told that inflation was transitory. Janet Yellen told me that. She's smart, right? Dateline Facebook. This is why I barely use it. I have a Facebook page. It's only to keep in touch loosely with the Sunburn Bowl group from 97.3 The Game. Otherwise, I cannot stand it. Facebook is just too complicated. Too many things to weed through. Deny, friend request, deny, 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 settings, privacy, this, click, clack, click, clack. And the way it displays is just unesthetic in my mind. Ugh. But here's another reason. Facebook glitch, whoops, sent unintended friend, friend requests to profiles. <laughs> Meta, the parent company of Facebook, says it's now fixed a bug that was sending automatic friend requests when users visited profile when users merely visited profiles of other people through the app which was bad news for anyone covertly visiting others' profiles to try to snoop on them. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. That's probably the case. Another reason why, uh, I mean, all these websites, the algorithm is spying on you. I get that. I think Facebook is probably worse than others. Dateline your lips. What? I don't get a kiss? Paige Spiranak said that she didn't like the fact that when Michael Block greeted his loving wife, who was reduced to a puddle of tears, shaking like a leaf with joy and amazement at his incredible run at the PGA Championship, went up to give him a giant arms around the neck, hug and kiss. Her man turned his face slightly away and gave her a hug instead of a kiss. Said Ms. Spiranak, quote, I'm just saying if I'm on camera and I'm going up to my man and I'm going in for a hug and I'm putting my head up going for a kiss and he just denies me a kiss in front of all these people on camera, I'd be bringing it up later. Not just later that day, but every single day for the rest of our lives until we die. We'd be like next, we'd be laying next to each other on our deathbeds and I'd say, everyone, you didn't kiss me on camera. In fact, that'd be the last thing I'd ever say. What a surprise that Ms. Spiranak is divorced and currently not with a boyfriend or at least not one that we have seen publicly. It's uh, it's interesting there. On the live front, echoes of the Chambly Brad Faxon spat on the Golf Channel. Brooks Kepka's coach, Claude Harmon III, unloaded on Chambly and on Eamon Lynch of Golf World. By saying, quote, Brandel is a paid actor by NBC and Golf Channel. All he's trying to do is get his lines and shows for the Golf Channel. He's trying to get lines for Brandel, and I mean, I love him, but I think Eamon is a fantastic writer, but for Eamon Lynch and Brandel Chambly, who worked for NBC Golf, to utter the word sports washing 
when the company they worked for televised the last two Winter Olympics in Russia and China with the same leaders that they've had? It's not like they were good leaders back then. It's not like Putin was a good guy, right? Yeah, he's right. Boom roasted. To sum it up, I always thought that Chambly with the whole righteous angle on the being anti-live was the most, the weakest of the arguments against the tour. Phil Mickelson tweets, love, live, or hate it. It's the best way and best tour to be your best in the majors. Enough events to keep you sharp, fresh, and ready, yet not be worn down from too many tournaments or obligations. 14 live events, 34 weeks left open to prepare for the four majors. Fact. If I'm not mistaken, you could play a 14 schedule, 14 event schedule on the PGA Tour and be fully eligible. I think that was around the minimum number of tour events. It was kind of what Tiger would play every year himself. Plus, it's spread out over nine months, for God's sakes. What Mickelson conveniently leaves out is that, well, it's the best tour for him and for others who already have a bunch of majors in their pockets because they're exempt into a lot of majors. This tour, which is 48 players, of which there's about a dozen really good players, and then a whole bunch of just field fillers. This tour, the live tour, gets to dodge the 100, 150, 200 really good players. Screamingly good players with more coming every year through college, through the amateur ranks, on up into the pros, getting their tour cards. They get to avoid all that and kind of side door their way into majors if you're exempt. So in that regard, sure, it's a great tour if you've got the exemptions to skate by. Dateline Media writes, have you seen the Pac-12 situation? Oh, they are in a bad spot right now. Basically, no major television network, no streaming entity wants their games. Now that USC and UCLA have signaled they're leaving after this year, I think it's after this year, the Pac-12 is sadly pretty much a ghost ship floating on the ocean of college athletics. And Larry Scott, easily the worst commissioner in my lifetime of any major college conference, maybe the worst commissioner if you broaden it out beyond that, has left behind, now that he is out as commissioner of the Pac-12, he's left behind unpleasant Easter eggs and turd sandwiches all over the place, buried in file cabinets, in drawers, under the rug, in the ceiling. Every day they find something else. They're like, what's this all about? Larry Scott apparently overpaid Comcast $50 million. He apparently had a $10 million expense on the old lease said one AD in the conference were basically turning over rocks these days and finding disasters Larry left for us every step of the way. Well, yeah. And that's the way it works in sports. Sometimes you get incompetent people who rise to levels that makes you say, how did this guy or gal get this job? And the answer is, They look good in a suit and tie. 
They know the lingo, the jargon, and they play the game. And next thing you know, they're climbing the ladder. And someone says, you know, that Larry Scott, he's a sharp guy, seems to really know what's going on. And it looks great in a suit, doesn't he? He's been in the conference a long time. He's had this job, this job, this job. Let's make him the commissioner. What do you think? I believe Larry Scott voted himself a raise at one point that was outrageous and borderline illegal, at least according to the conference bylaws. But, oh, well, good luck, Pac-12. And uh, I wouldn't mind having your games on TV because I still like Pac-12 after dark. I love the fact the officials are so fucking incompetent in that league. You never know what you're going to get watching a Pac-12 football game late at night on a Saturday in the fall. Chances are you're going to get mayhem. And bad calls. One last thing before I let you go. I'm going to watch myself some Max tonight. That's right. Going to curl up with the Max and call it an... What, you don't know what the Max is? That's what HBO Max used to be. It is now called Max, the place to watch HBO. Okay. (laughs) Used to just be... HBO Plus, I think. Then it became HBO Max. Now they've changed it a third time to just Max, the place to watch HBO. (laughs) I think that's because they added some content from another major studio. Don't quote me on which. And so it's not technically only HBO. It's HBO Plus some other stuff. But enough of this name changing shit, okay? When is the streaming world ever going to settle down where we know who has what we got a price for each of the services and the price does not go up more than 3% a year, maybe a buck at most. Can we get to that spot, please? Since I'm this close to cutting the cable myself and joining streaming world. All right. That's a wrap for today. As always, I appreciate everybody who subscribes and listens and at times, holds me to impossible standards. It's okay. I will I will strive to meet your impossible standards and maybe some shows exceed them briefly and touch the sun before falling back to earth. It'll only make me a better podcaster, a better broadcaster, a better human, I'd say, in the long run. That's a wrap today. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a grand Wednesday and we will... We'll get a guest tomorrow. Don't know who. Jay, Charch, do you miss Andy? Do you want me to bring Mr. X on? Uh, Who else? I know, everyone's asking for Ron Thomas. I saw Ron this weekend in Pinehurst. He's doing great. He has no interest in being on the podcast, not because he doesn't like me. He just likes being a private person again, and I don't blame him. I'll figure it out. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.